Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Well, it's that time of the week. It's time for Tech Talk. I hope it's your favorite time of the week. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host. I call him the data doc of talk, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Jay, buddy, how are you doing? Brad, man, I just saw you a couple of days ago, and I'm going to see you in a couple of days, like two in a days, couple now. days again. That's exactly yeah. right. And then a couple more days after that, we're, <laughs> we're back together again. Exactly. And, um, man, it's just crazy how our lives inter intersect. And But that means that we're doing good. We're doing good for the chiropractic profession. And, yeah. uh, and I'm fun. And I love, I love I'm it. Fun. Yeah, me too. So listen, we've got a great guest today, a friend of yours. Um, I've known Mark just a little bit, but I am really looking forward to this conversation. Why don't you take the ball and let's introduce Mark and get going. It is my pleasure. So today we have the awesome Dr. Mark Mao. Uh, Mark has a thriving practice in Kansas, Nebraska? Omaha, Nebraska, but the better side of Omaha, Iowa. Oh, Iowa. Okay. <laughs> Iowa. I knew it was somewhere in the Midwest. Come on, man. I'm an East Coast guy. They all, all those Midwest states are the same to me. Okay. Come on, Brad. We need to stick together on this because I just <laughs> oh, found man. out where you were from. I know where this you is know, going. Jay, Two Jay on one. Is coming, Jay is coming to speak at the Oklahoma Chiropractic Association in December. He, he's, we've been trying to arrange, uh, we've been trying to arrange a trip to get him here. He wants to go see Oklahoma state play football. That's what he wants. That's right. That's right, man. We're going to talk football because Mark and I, we share the same passion and or hatred of a certain professional sports team. We'll get to that later, but, um, Mark is awesome. He is one of the co-founders and owners of Cairo matchmakers, a group that I've used. If you've not heard of Cairo matchmakers, y'all wake up. It's hard to find an associate, and these guys have literally unlocked the puzzle of bringing the highest level providers and the right providers, most importantly, into their practices. So I'm super excited to talk about the science of how you do that, the process of how you do that, and, and just everything that you're doing to help chiropractors be more successful in their practices. So bro, welcome. So super excited to be with you guys today. Um, Jay, I love what you're doing. Brad, I love what you're doing with him together. I mean, what a bunch of rock stars trying to impact the chiropractic profession, and that's what we are trying to do as well. Um, my awesome two, uh, my two of my partners are chiropractors as well. You know them both very well, Stephen Franson and Ellen Miner. Yeah. Uh, yep. And we we saw a hole in our profession um, seven years ago, and that hole was hiring right, right. So, like chiropractors always do, we think we can do everything ourselves, including marketing, fixing the toilet, you know, building our websites, and hiring and. Uh, when we get this thing right and we actually put experts in place to actually do this correctly, uh, you know, it becomes a wonderful um, relationship. And we've heard so much of the opposite inside of chiropractic, the owners upset with the associate, the, ups the associates upset with the owner. And what we know from our numbers is 67% of associateships fail within 18 months of the hiring. Wow. So we came in to solve that problem and that's what Chiro Matchmakers does. So Mark, you have this amazing company, but you've also built a phenomenal practice. Tell us how you, how you did that. Where, like, where did you start? Why did you become a chiropractor? And how did you build this machine that you've built? Well, I come in and say that uh, I was lucky enough to come in contact with, with an awesome doctor my senior year of high school. So I was working out, lifting. I played college basketball, so I was getting ready for that freshman year that summer. Um, and I was working out in a gym and uh, I injured my back doing squats like so many of us athletes had, have done over the years, squats or deadlifts. 
And one of the local chiropractors was an amateur bodybuilder and he was in there and he saw what happened. And he said, hey, you know, you, I'd love to take care of you. Come into the office. I can help you with that. So um, I made my way into his office, you know, just probably a couple days later. Um, he adjusted me, which he told me what an adjustment was. And uh, I felt almost better immediately. And he's like, you know, what are you going into? I heard you're going into physical therapy or pre-med. And I was like, yeah, going on to college, pre-med, pre-physical therapy, playing basketball. He's like, you ever thought about chiropractic? And I was like, well, no. And he's like, why don't you come in here? A small town, Iowa. The only uh, hours that the, uh, the, 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 the facility was open was Monday nights until nine. Otherwise, everything closed at five, <laughs> right? Still small town back 25 years ago. Uh, and what he said is, come in, observe after you're done working. And I was a farm kid. So I was working on the farm, went in that night and saw him adjust for about three hours. And he said, hey, let's talk about what chiropractic is. So we sat down in his office at, I think it was 9.15 at night. We finished the conversation around midnight and he truly told me the chiropractic story. He was a Palmer grad, told me all about DD and BJ Palmer and got me spizzed up, I guess you would say. And from that moment on, I was pre-chiropractic. So went on, played four years of basketball at Northwestern College, and then went on to chiropractic school where I uh, met my awesome wife, who's also a chiropractor. Uh, and we came out of school, had the opportunity to open a practice in Sioux City, Iowa for about two years, 18 months for a doctor. And then we pivoted down to a suburb of Omaha, which is on the Iowa side and opened our practice in 2005, January 2005. So we're about 19 years into that awesome journey. Um, 13 associates later, awesome team, large office. Um, we have three awesome docs who have worked with us now for 13 years, seven years, and five years. And the really cool part of the story is the one that's been with us for five years is my son, uh, oh, who is an great. awesome chiropractor. I get to see him when I'm in the office. Uh, I get to see him on the other side adjusting patients. He's married, so I'm a G-pot times four. So they have wow. six, four, two, and a zero, just born a month ago. So life couldn't be better when it comes to our practice, what we're doing, the impact we're having there. That's right. What is it called? The cliff something cliffs across from Omaha? Uh, the cliffs. The city? Oh, yeah. Council Bluffs. Council. Council Bluffs. Council Bluffs. Sorry, Council yeah, Bluffs. Yeah. Yep, exactly yeah. right. That's where we're at. So That's awesome. Um, so, Mark, you, um, you had this thriving practice. And then how did you get connected? And how did you even think about Kyra Matchmakers? Like, how did that whole concept start? So um, you're a part of this group as well, but out of a group called UAC, um, I met two gentlemen, uh, Alan Miner and Stephen well, Gentlemen's a gentleman's gentlemen. A nice. we'll, we'll, we'll go there. <laughs> we'll go there with this conversation. Okay. Uh, and, you know, they, this was 10 years ago and I didn't know either one of them at that time. And we just started to grow this relationship. And I remember sitting down with, sitting down with Alan Miner at an event. Um, and I think it was over a glass of wine. And I said, we're going to work together someday. And it was only the second time I had met him. And he was like, oh, okay, sounds great. Um, and fast forward three years later, Alan and Stephen had come up with the idea of Cairo Matchmakers. And uh, one of uh, Stephen's partners, Sheila, was also in on that conversation. And they were launching the business to really be a, like, let's find talent, let's find associates who are looking for jobs. And when they did that nine months later, unfortunately, that didn't work because associates needs jobs. So we went back into the roster, let's per se, they had already gotten jobs. So they had to flip that business on in. And that's where I came in and really came in on the process of, hey, let's start a conversation with owners. Let's make sure they have the right talent inside of the practice to make sure this works. And that's really where that business took off was initially a CA hiring business, which we still do, started seven years ago. We got really good at that. And then five years ago, we hired associate hiring. 
And, and Mark, I know we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to need to talk about the science behind all this because it's fascinating. Like the assessments that you guys do, I took it. Uh, it was remarkable. So we'll, we'll talk about that when we get back. Brad, uh, yeah, we're I know we got to take a break. Yeah, and I've got some great questions for you too, Mark, when cool. we get back. We'll be right back. This is Tech Talk. I'm Brad Koss. My co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Our guest today is Dr. Mark Mao. We'll be right back. Damn, damn, damn. Let's slow it down. With the hot data jocks of talk. Ooh. It's Tech Talk. Welcome to Infinity. We have worked hard to create an electronic claims website that is simple and user-friendly. This is the public side. You can log into your personal web portal here. This is your dashboard. You can personalize it to your liking here. Our main focus has been to allow you to submit and edit claims as easy as possible. You will find our claims editor and claims processing is simple to use and straightforward. Our quick action bar is where you can find your most important information. Most of these icons will take you directly to the claims the number represents. You can easily view if you have any messages in your inbox of any unread alerts by looking for these blue numbers. To view the rest of our training videos to get the most of your Infinity experience, click this icon. We hope you find this web portal simple and easy to use. Thanks for letting us serve you. Your weekly dose of talk. Get ready. With the data jocks of talk. Starting your weekend outright with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. Welcome back. It's Tech Talk. Again, we've got our guest, Mark Mao, with us, Dr. Mark Mao, today. Mark, Carol Matchmakers, I'm sure there is some kind of, Jay was referencing it a while ago, some type of technology or uh, test that you do to help that process out. Could you explain that to us? I'll start out, yes, absolutely, but I'll start out by you know, bringing up a conversation once again, why do chiropractors hire wrong in a lot of cases? And they hire wrong a lot of cases because we have these big, crazy hearts, right? And we just love people. And we base a lot of our decisions on gut. And what happens is that can get us in trouble when we're making these big hires. Um, what we talk about with the doctors we work with all the time is probably one of the biggest investments you'll ever make in your practice is adding an associate, right? because the profitability they can bring to the office and what you're gonna pay them each year to make that profitability in the office, there's no bigger investment you're gonna make in your practice when it comes to equipment or anything else, okay? So what we come, came to find out as we started Cairo Matchmakers is there are assessments that are out there that are legal EEOC compliant assessments that you can do pre-hiring. So strengths finders, Enneagram, DISC, they're actually all illegal to use because they're personality tests. 
the assessment we use is actually EEOC compliant and it's a behavioral assessment. And what we found out before we launched this business is there are three types of chiropractors. There are entrepreneurs, business builders, and caregivers. Less than 10% of our population of chiropractors are actually built entrepreneur. Dominant extroverts, low patients, low conformity, and love to start stuff, but they don't like to finish it through, okay, or follow it through. Then there's the really the two types that are associates. They're business builders and they're caregivers. Business builders in this assessment, which is 24 pages long, takes five minutes to take, 38 J's taken it, wonky questions, and then it gives us this 24 pages and you're like, holy cow, how to do that? What we know at a high level, a business builder is more extroverted. They're gonna go out into the community to talks, do screenings, and love to do it. They're an extrovert, they get energy out of those things, okay? The caregiver is more reserved. They have the one-on-one, consummate doctor, need a need. They're responsible, they're disciplined, they're super loyal. So when you have these two types of doctor associate, what I would call avatars, the business builder builds the practice from the outside in, and the caregiver builds the practice from the inside out. So new patients, outside talks, caregiver, retention, referrals, that kind of stuff, okay? But the problem is, is that what are most owners? Most owners are either entrepreneurs or business builders. So who do they want to hire? Other entrepreneurs and business builders. Others, they want to hire themselves, <laughs> themselves. every time, right? I want to hire right. me. I don't want anybody else. I want them like me. And then they wonder why a year or two years down the road, the doctor moves on. And I always ask the entrepreneur and the business builder, how long would you work for you? And they're like, not very long. And I'm like, that's why associates aren't staying with you. Number one, you're not compensating them correctly. And number two, they're built like you are. They came in, cut their teeth, and they're gonna go do their own thing. So at Kyra Matchmaker is what we do is we work with each owner individually and we build out what's called a practice profile to find out what you need this associate to do. And then we have you take the behavioral assessment or the owner take the behavioral assessment. And based on what they need the doctor to do and how the owner is built, we help build out what we call an avatar. And the avatar is a match to the associate position that they need for them, them to be successful as the associate and the owner be successful for what they need that doctor to do in their practice. And I always tell people, this isn't, this isn't headhunting, this is matchmaking. This is making sure a person's going to be, a doctor is going to be successful in your practice. It's so important because people go through associates like, like water. It's nuts. So yeah. it's just great that you think about this as making a match as opposed to just recruiting. Sorry, Brad. That's okay, Jay. I'm sort of curious. How did what? What did you score on this, buddy? Were you uh, were you the entrepreneur, business, or you got a big yeah. heart? I can see all three of those in you, but I'm not quite sure on a test how that would come out. That's that's really funny. Probably, there was there was some elements of all all three, but yeah. I think then Mark, you know my assessment, I think better than I did because when you were talking about, I was like, wow, like this is crazy accurate when you were describing me, but like as it related to the avatars, you knew it better than I did. Do you remember how I scored? <laughs> I do, Brad, and you'll like this. So 90% of chiropractors will match one of those three avatars. There's 10% of chiropractors that don't match that, and we call them shapeshifters. Guess where Jay landed? He's a shape. He's a shapeshifter. He's a 10%er. He's different than most doctors. So that's the reason why he's been so successful is he can do lots of stuff. You know, I see that. I see that in Jay. 
a business side of him that's totally different than the personal yeah. side. Not totally different, but yeah. different than the personal side because on the personal side, he's very loving, very caring, very giving. But on the business side, he's got the tech entrepreneur side and he's got the business side of it. And I could see that being a blend easily. So if we, if, if I, if Jay's looking for a position and I have a doctor looking for somebody that wants Jay to come in, see patients four days a week, adjust 250 visits a week, stay inside of this box, follow these rules and regulations and consistency yeah. and conformity and so forth. How successful is that going to be? It's not. not very. It's not. But the yeah. owner may be like Jay and he might, oh my gosh, this is a mini me. Yeah. Well, that's going to end up in a train wreck. And then we, then the doctor no longer hires them because he's been burnt and the associate's been burnt. And all of a sudden the owner does their own thing and they should have associates so they can have more impact. The associate leaves the profession because they've been burnt in an associate two times. And all of a sudden they're, you know, they're selling pharmaceuticals, right? So we have to do this the right way to make sure that our, we really started Cairo matchmakers number one, to edify the associate because they've been looked down upon. Associates will help this profession grow. And number two, we need this profession to grow. Yeah. Amen. And you know, it's, it's a common conversation that I have with people. Matter of fact, just this weekend in Virginia, somebody was talking about they couldn't, they couldn't find somebody to get into their office. And I threw your name out, actually. Thank you. That's a real common issue today, uh, especially people that are trying to transition and maybe retire and looking that might be looking for a little bit different type of a person than somebody that just needs man i'm trying to grow a business i need somebody just to see patients over and over and over you know yeah and we we, we help doctors do that we have lots of doc i was just on a conversation with a doctor today she's exiting in three to five years she's like i want to bring in my next successor the legacy and i was like time out three to five years is too long a business builder won't stay with you three to five years let's bring in a caregiver Let's get them really good in the next two years and then go look for the business builder or entrepreneur to buy you out at that point. She's like, what? I never <laughs> thought of that. And I was like, you have to put the right person in the right place for the right time frame that you have set up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's genius. You know, I'm really curious to know, and I think it's important for the audience to know, what are the top three mistakes that chiropractic business owners make when, when trying to find the right people for their team. So, I mean, obviously you, you've alluded to the fact they want to hire people like themselves, but there are other big mistakes that they're making. So can you just share some of those things? And also what, if they're, if they recognize that, what are the solutions? What can they do about it as they're yeah. hearing these mistakes being made and they recognize it's them, it's them too. You know, the first one I think is that we think as chiropractors, we need to do everything ourselves. We're kind, we're, we're kind of micromanagers, right? And what we see in other professions is let the experts handle things for you. What I would say is that most people, when they're hiring, they're not doing for a CA, a cognitive assessment for a DC, a behavioral assessment. How do you know that person as a CA is smart enough? So in our CA hiring, we actually have a cognitive assessment that is proprietary to chiropractic that we would give a candidate to make sure they're smart enough to be able to do the job. And then they would take a behavioral assessment because on a CA, give that example, a front desk CA is way different than a back office CA. You've got the extrovert, the yay, the patients of today, I'm gonna to take care of you, make sure you're here, the hostess with the mostess, right? But then you have the back office person, they really don't wanna to talk to anybody at all. But they're great with the numbers and calling on insurance and putting care plans together, but they, you don't wanna put them in front of people. If you hire that wrong position, 
that's only going to end up in a disaster. So I would say use number one, use science. What's available to use science to make sure you're hiring the right type of person? Number two, a mistake I hear multiple times a year is people don't do background checks and license checks on the people that they hire. So all of a sudden, I've had multiple docs in the last five years that we've been doing this call me up and they've just let go of their doctor two days ago. And the reason why is because something came up, a patient brought something up, they Googled the person like, oh my gosh, they had charges on them. So they literally have a doctor in their practice. Or another one I hear is the doctor is supposed to cover their own malpractice insurance and they don't. Mm-hmm. And they've been practicing without malpractice insurance. So one of the things I always tell doctors, please cover your doctor's malpractice insurance. It's $2,000 a year. Know, it's, it's a like no nothing. brainer. It's nothing. <laughs> Protect yourself, right? Protect yourself. And then I would say probably lastly in that is, you know, in large organizations, they have HR departments. And HR departments help to help with human resources, hiring and firing. And before an HR department's ever going to go out and hire a new position, they're going to build out a job description, the job role, what this person's responsibility, maybe even the KPIs, key performance indicators that we know, we know what success looks like, but the person knows what success looks like. Chiropractors, we never do that. Most chiropractors never do that. They're like, let me go find a person and then I'll figure out what they're going to do. No, let's put a job position in place and then let's go find a person that can be successful in that job. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, you know, if, you're, if you don't understand what the job is and you don't have those responsibilities, how can you go and find a person? It, it just doesn't even make sense to me uh, at all. So I think that's, that's great advice. And the background check is an automatic thing in my, my house, man. We, I had to learn that lesson, but there we go, right? a long time ago, you know, um, we had a person coming in doing, doing uh, insurance fraud that was looking for some place to fall down the stairs and trip and make a claim. And, and sure <laughs> enough, it happened. And oh, I just learned my lesson. I'm doing background checks. Unfortunately, work comm background checks is the one thing you can't ask mm-hmm. um, or do research on, but you can find out from histories. And it's amazing what these background checks can bring back and tell you about a human being. You know what I'll also add on to that really quick is a lot of doctors don't call references. Yeah. And what I'll say is, you know, Stephen Franson loves to say, how do we predict tomorrow's weather? by looking at today's. How do we predict how a person's gonna respond in your office? Their last job or their last, last job. Call your references, that's a must. Yeah, yeah. it's great, Absolutely. it's a great point. You know, I, I, I hear you talking about the job description and you're so on point because when Brad and I speak and we talk and I talk about some of these things related to building a great team, building a great culture, I'll ask the people in the room with a show of hands, how many people here have a written mission statement? How many people here have written core values? And I know, Mark, it's it's disgraceful. Like, like literally when we were in Virginia, there were two people that raised their hands. I'm like, how do you hire people if you're not clear about who you are, what you believe and how you behave? And it's just mind blowing to me. But um, hey, that's why we exist so that we can help this profession um, understand these important concepts so they can they can help the world right yeah listen guys it's time for another quick break uh we're going to come back we're talking with dr mark mal mark i've got some questions about the different uh levels that you hire and the people that you're looking for when we get back this is tech talk i'm brad cost my co-host the one and only dr jay greenstein come on back don't go anywhere 
Hey everybody, this is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us and healthcare specifically is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. Spreading the love. You're listening to the tech slot. It's TikTok. So we all feel it. Rent or dining out, gasoline or movies. As a matter of fact, the dollar is not going as far for a whole host of reasons. And it's impacting everybody, regardless of your financial situation. Did you know that 38% of the overall population is having to reconsider how they're spending their money just to afford the healthcare they need? And if you break it down further, 26% have actually delayed the healthcare that they need, including going to see you, the chiropractor. So here's what we need to know about the breakdown in demographics. You would think that someone who's making $120,000 or more would be continuing their care right now. But the actual number is 18%. 18% of that group is actually putting off healthcare. And that's a group of people making six figures. When you take that same information all the way down to a group making 40,000, that number's much higher. It's closer to 40%. So it's never been more important than now to make sure you've made it easy for your patients to come see you, that you have choices for them, and you understand what they're going through at home. We wanna make sure your practice thrives during this time, and we encourage you to learn about what Cairo Health USA can do for you and your practice and making it easy for patients to see you and continue care. to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk it's tech talk
Well, welcome back. Man, we're having a great conversation. And if you're a Cairo and you're a business owner and you need staff, this is the guy that you that you need to get hold of and talk to. They've got a great concept here and, and great success. And Mark, can you just tell us, is it just Cairo and CAs or do you do the entire office? Do you do C-level kind of things? Do you, you do billing and coding? Just tell us everything that you do so doctors will know. Great question, Brad. Um, once again, it's about build, building an A-team, right? In some practices, there are two people in the practice. There are other practices where there are 20. So as a chiropractic resource, we can really place anything from front desk to back office. We've hired COOs for multi-practice facilities. Um, we've hired office managers, like I've said, tech CAs, marketing CAs, you know, maybe it's a part-time marketing CA. We've gone out and the CAs, uh, it's not a full-time employee, but they're doing marketing. So we're bringing in a marketing specialist for somebody to do 20 hours a week in marketing. And what's really, really cool is that we've just launched um, a virtual CA business. I think it was, I think it's probably a long time coming that we need to have this. A lot of businesses, other professions have this because not everything, as we found out during COVID, unfortunately, we found this out, but not everything needs to be done in your office. So we actually now have a virtual CA business where you can hire our virtual CAs 10, 20, 30, 40 hours a week. And what's awesome is they're our employee. We're responsible for them. We have a director of virtual CAs that'll check in with you every single week to make sure the CA is doing that job. And these CAs can do anything that we can record on a video and show them how to do it. And what I mean by that is I just worked with a gal in Chicago. She's hiring a 10 hour a week CA. She's got a smaller office. It's her and a CA. She doesn't want to have to hire another part-time employee. She's like, I probably need them. 10 to 20 hours a week. And what I want them to do is I want them to do missed appointment calls. I want them to do a reactivation campaign for me for all the patients that stopped coming in during COVID. I want them to do some text messaging. So I'm probably gonna need 10 hours, maybe 20 hours a week. What's really awesome is we can have that turned around in within 24 to 72 hours. That CA wow. is gonna be trained up. We'll have the video be ready to launch. And what's great is if that CA doesn't do the job, we replace the CA within the next day, you have a new CA, where if you're doing that on your own, you've got 40, 50, 60, 70 days yeah. to replace that CA. And then what do you do with that job in your practice? Throw it on who? Another CA, right? So then that CA is burnt out and all of a sudden you have this cascade effect. So we're la we've launched this CA, uh, virtual CA business. It's been super cool already within just the first month. We already have multiple doctors and multiple different opportunities that the CAs are helping with. And I really see that's really that next step up in the service that we can offer. And it's month to month. So we have somebody who just hired us to do um, data transfer from one software to another software. She's hired us for three months. This person's doing all the data transfer from those positions. As soon as she's done with her in two months or three months, once again, we'll find another position for her, but it's not her employee. So we take care of all the benefits, all the payment. You literally just pay for the service. That is a great idea, Mark. I, you know, the data transfer side of it really caught my, because that's something that, that's one of those barriers. Um, I, you know, I talk, when Jay and I speak together, I'm talking about technology. That's one of the barriers. Uh, and you're going to hear me talk about the adjustment that docs need to make is becoming technological. That's a great solution because many want to change softwares, for an example, but they're afraid to. Frightened. Because how do I get out of the old into the new? Yeah. And, and salespeople will say, oh, it's easy to do. And, and, and it is not. But having somebody that can jump into the system for 30 or 60 days 
and do a great job of doing that transferring, that is a great idea. Matter so, of fact, I got a couple of scenarios I'm going to talk to you on the side about. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, We'd love to help you. The schemes, but that that's one thing that I'm trying to don't let that be an access. Don't let that be a barrier to access and becoming technologically enabled. It, you've got to make those changes and you got to change into technology today to move on and get on the bus uh, to go forward. So that that's a great solution in doing that. So Brad, I have my my first onboarding call with them tomorrow because I, I we have needs, um, yeah. and you know I have a very specific strategy around how I want to use this person, and you know this, but Mark, you may not. My entire and this is important for the audience to know because yeah. the audience might be thinking, well, I don't really understand like how does this whole virtual CA thing work? Like I need CAs in my office, and he'd be doing this, and he'd be doing that, and and I I want the audience to know. And Mark, you may or may not know this, but my entire operational team, we're talking four different companies. My entire operational team is remote. We do not have a non-revenue producing person in our clinics. Every single person in our clinic is producing revenue. Nobody's like sitting there like doing nothing or at the front desk. Like we just don't have that. So doctors, I encourage you to rethink your business and do it in ways that are more efficient, more technologically advanced, you know, as per what Brad was saying, and leverage the power of a virtual assistant where you've got a, a great company behind you that can help you find the people that you need, put them in the right seat, doing the right work, the right way at the right time, and your headaches are so much less. So even though I've even got my operational team that's been in place for a very long time, amazing people, um, I have new needs. I have a growing business. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be hiring Mark's company and getting us ourselves a couple of virtual CAs. And I'm super excited, man. Tomorrow's my call. Yeah, baby. Love it. I'm, ex I'm excited to hear how that goes because, Jay, I know in our lecture series, we when you mention that to people, I see people go like, oh, holy crap. How do they're you shocked. not have a front desk? Or, they're shocked. They're just shocked. But COVID taught you partly. You were this before COVID, but COVID taught us all we can do things that we never thought that we could do. I, as the old school business guy, always, you know, you work 80, 100 hour weeks, you you do this, you're always there, you're there before. We found that we can work re remotely. And and I found I am even more efficient working remotely than I am in, in the place. And, yeah. and I am out preaching that gospel now about doing that. And Mark, we're trying to really let docs, Jada's a great, aspect of saying, here's how I've done it. And here's how we check in on it to make sure it's always in good shape. And Jay gives out, if you're anywhere near Michigan, come see our class uh, next Saturday, this coming Saturday, uh, because Jay just gives huge amounts of information of how to follow up, how to keep those employees on task and how, how to leverage that technological aspect of, of doing that. I love that. And that's, you know, that's where it's going. It's it's not every, like you said, not everything needs to be done in your brick and mortar. And when you can leverage experts, and what's really awesome is these assistants are going to be trained in chiropractic. I mean, they're going to be, they've right. been onboarded. They've been onboarded with the chiropractic information. They know a seven-day CA process, so they know the verbiage. So you're not getting somebody who's just fresh and you do have to train them from scratch like all of us. All of us are guilty of bringing a CA in that doesn't know anything about chiropractic. I mean, almost every CA is that way, right? This is somebody who's actually going to have been trained in understanding chiropractic to be able to do the job. So that's it's awesome. It's been, it's, it's been a fun. It's, it's been a fun 
uh, new aspect of the business to be able to sort it. And you know really where this came out of is it's the CA position to place it. Because so many people think that even though we're using a recruiter, it's supposed to take 10 days to place a CA. No, I mean like number one, the number of applicants is down over the years, right? Number two, the heavy lift to make sure they're smart enough, they're the right build, they do an interview with you, they do an interview with us, then they do an interview with you. It takes 40 to 80 days to hire a CA. But some people need somebody now. So what we can do now is put a bridge virtual CA in place until we find you a CA, which has been really cool as well. Yeah, it's so smart. It's a great idea. Not surprising. I mean, um, Brad, you don't know these guys yet, but like Baron and I, we were talking about it this weekend at dinner. Like you should come to a UAC event, man, so that you can meet these yeah. people. Um, smart, great human beings, great souls, great hearts, just really good people. So, um, and, yeah, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm excited that you've got this great new business, Mark. I'm so excited for you guys. That's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, Mark, you know what? Time flies. But, you know, we always have to sort of end a little bit with college sports, sometimes pro sports. And I, I know Jay wants to bring the subject matter up with you. Yeah, so, so Mark and I, I know are where both... going. <laughs> Mark and I are both fans of the D.C. professional football team. I can't even call them whatever they're called because it's so stupid. Either. It's like so yeah. stupid. Um, so the word on the street, as you know, is that they're, they're going to get sold. And apparently there was, um, you know, there, there was kind of a done deal. And now this dude, Apollopoulos or whatever the guy's name is in Canada, it was on CNBC's Squawk Box yesterday saying like, there's still a race involved. So uh, I'm curious to know what you know about the transaction. And do you have any, uh, do you have any preferences around this or do you just want the team sold period? So I thought it was my turn to ask questions, being you lived in D.C., you would know what was going on, <laughs> being you have on the field passes and like, you know, the ear of the head coaches. I thought you no. were going to be able to answer these questions for me. But what I was surprised is I really thought it was going to be a done deal for Bezos, to be honest. But it sounds like he's gone. I guess that yeah. probably would have I don't know much about him either, but. I mean, a guy with money, hopefully he would come in and stabilize the organization. Uh, but I was really leaning towards the Philadelphia, uh, the Philadelphia owner. It seems Paris like they're the backing yeah. with, with, Mar uh, with Magic Johnson and so forth. Um, my wife's Canadian, so I have to watch out what I say because she's in the house. But I'm not real sure that we should have a Canadian owning an American football team. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll put that out there. And then I, I don't know what's going on with this North Carolina basketball player that has debt all over and he has, you know, he has agents, but he came in with the highest bid. So can you tell me where that's going? I didn't even hear about that. What happened? Oh my gosh. There's Jordan? A, no, 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 no. He's a, he only played, he played basketball for North Carolina. Then he was in the NBA for one year. And the week, week earlier, he came in with a $7 billion bid. A billion dollars over what the Harris Group has done. So wow! But he has some fraudulent stuff against him. I guess he's got some oh. players that are suing him. So they, oh. they don't know where his money came from. But he was he was the talk. So you hadn't heard that one. I had not. See, that's why I asked you the question. You were the person to ask, well, right? We got the draft coming up on Thursday night, baby. You ever be ready? Let's go. We, we, we do. Taking? Well, Mark Jay hasn't been living in D.C. for the last month. You know, he's been on the road. It seems <laughs> like true. the entire month. So he may be behind. That's true. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we're I can catch you up. You have to tell me about it. I was sitting at the bar Friday, and he, and he looks up, and there's some some advertisement on a Sports Channel about. Oh crap! Is 
Is the draft tonight? I mean, he was just so uh, out of Discombobulated. <laughs> That's because he is a focused businessman, crushing it, he helping is. our profession and whatever he's doing, and so many people too. So. He is. I'll just no, let you know the good. Washington Bullets didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I did hear that actually, <laughs> but I knew I knew that in January. <laughs> you knew that at the after the first third game, right? right. The third game. Exactly. They're not yeah. going to make the playoff. Uh, Exactly. Well, listen, Mark, uh, it's been a fun hour, and uh, we appreciate your time uh, coming and spend with Jay and I, and I think our audience, this will be one that, you know, our audience will want to hear, and um, again, I'm going to I'm gonna touch you with some, some things going on that I want to make some changes Please on. Please do. And you can help out. So, Love it. Anyway, thanks, thanks for joining us. Jay, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, we're going to be around each See other a lot. So I look forward to that too. And yep. uh, thanks for jumping on today to co-host with me. Yeah, man. From my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, I'm Brad Cost. Have a good day. See y'all.